What is up and welcome to a brand new installment of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast. Special edition, special show launching today. This is uh, episode one of the X-Pod featuring all Big 12 wide receiver, one of the best to ever do it in a Cyclone uniform, Xavier Hutchison. The concept of the pod is simple. It's going to be X interviewing teammates, former teammates, coaches, whoever he wants to bring on. Talking about life, what it's like to be a student athlete at Iowa State, and a lot more. I'm only on the first episode. We're getting, I want to interview X so you guys get a little bit of insight on him. Of course, we couldn't do any of this without a great sponsor, and we want to thank our friends at the Iowa Event Center for sponsoring the X-Pod. You're going to hear a lot of their spots coming up in the future months. And they're great supporters of what we do here at the uh, Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Really good people there, too. Uh, Cyclones who, who enjoy Iowa State. we got WWE coming up. Let's see what else we got. We got some... Um, not a guy. I'm, I I really don't know much about Machine Gun Kelly, but that one's coming up in August, I believe. And uh, I'm a huge WWE guy. That's that's coming up in May. Look forward to that. They are loaded. They're absolutely loaded with shows uh, post-pandemic here. So we look forward to telling you a lot about those here on the Psycho Fanatic Podcast Network, specifically the X-Pod featuring... Iowa State wide receiver, Xavier Hutchison. What is the X-Pod? I think you guys are going to absolutely love it. Let's intro it today. It's me and X coming up now on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Guys, we are fired up today. I am, I am at least. I hope, I hope X is as fired up as I am. To We're launching the X-Pod here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network network. Now, here's the deal. You guys probably don't want to hear my voice because you hear my voice all the time and uh, you're probably sick of it by now. But the, the main event, the the X-Man, uh, Xavier Hutchison, is going to be hosting this podcast here on the network throughout the offseason. And I couldn't be more excited about uh, welcoming Xavier to our team. How you doing, brother? Welcome to the team. I'm doing, I'm doing great, man. Thank you for just having me me on here and just giving me the opportunity to kind of just uh, voice my uh, have my own voice really and uh, I'm excited and I'm also nervous but uh, you know, <laughs> I hope the people you know I hope the people can really enjoy you know myself talking and then also you know just the people that I'm about to bring on they will and I think the the best part of this can I call you X because that's what I call you on the football field is yeah, that what okay. is that what all your friends call you yeah okay it's, it's just it's just easier okay um what I like about this is it get, like you say, it gives you guys a voice, you know, and I'm, I'm really big on the name image and likeness era of college athlete, athletics. And this will get, I'm, you're the guy who after games, I want to know what you have to say. Cause I know that you're going to give it to me straight. And you know, right. Like there's not a lot yeah. of coach speak in you. You're not outrageous after games. You just you just tell it how it is. And I'm always after games. I'm like, what does X think? That's because I know I'm going to get it. And that's why you kind of stood out to me. It's like, man, this guy. I got, we got to get this guy a podcast. Where did that come from in you? That that uh, that nature yeah. that you bring to my parents. 
honestly, my mom and my dad and, you know, my brother, uh, after games, they would always give it to me straight. Um, you know, of course, you know, your mom's always going to be, it's okay, sweetie, you play good. <laughs> you know, I'd always love her for that. Cause she gave me that comfortability, but my dad was just always like, Hey man, you know, you missed four layups, you know, that's, <laughs> that's, you just left 12 points on the board, man. What are you doing? So I kind of got that from them, honestly. And, uh, I really appreciate them giving that to me because I think, you know, growing up, you need the honesty in your life, you know, to, to slowly become better. So, and they made me work hard. So I really got all that from my parents, honestly. That's cool. Well, it's great. And again, you're the, um, I loved Brock. I had a good relationship with Brock, but I didn't want to hear what he said after the games because he was a machine, you know, <laughs> uh, you're, you're, you're very authentic. And, and I like that about you. Um, I want to, I'll, I figure we can do more on, uh, some football stuff here in just a little bit, but what, what made you, when I, when I sent you that text, what, what made you want to do this is broadcasting or is, you know, talking like yeah. this, something you did always been interested in, or is this kind of a new opportunity for you? What do you, what do you, what did you think? Honestly, once again, I thought it, at first, you know, I did think it was a new opportunity. Um, and you know, just kind of like the way the world worked when COVID kind of happened, I saw a lot more podcasts coming about, mm. and, you know, I just saw like, like I said before, like I saw Brandon Marshall speaking, uh, you know, you got the pivot with Fred Taylor and Ian Clark. And I like, I just, I don't know. I enjoyed it because it was themselves being real and having fun and like just talking to other people and just, you know, kind of letting them express, you know, who they are outside of the sport that they play or outside of the business that they, you know, run. So I just felt like, you know, why not, why not give it a try if, you know, the opportunity is right in front of me. And, uh, you know, I'm happy I did because, you know, I feel like this is something that, you know, I could do in the future. No doubt. That was, that was one of my first things to like, you would be a really good color commentator or a sideline reporter or something like that. When your career, so you really could. And this is a, you know, it's funny too, is when um, George Niang, I'm sure you know who George is. Yeah. When um, he called me, it was after his rookie year in the NBA. And he said, Hey, I want to start doing something so I can get reps because after he was already thinking like after his career and now yeah. he's got like a big time podcast and like George will be on the set of like, he, he he's going to replace like Charles Barkley on inside the NBA or something someday. Cause it's, so I, I think it's a great opportunity for you. And what yeah. I like about the way, the way we're kind of building this is you can kind of um, you're kind of repaying your, your teammates and stuff too. Cause we're going to bring them on. And I, what do you, uh, in your vision, what, what do you, what is this show going to be about? Yeah. You know, I've given it a lot of thought. I don't really want my vision to be about sports. I'm going to, I'm going to obviously talk about sports with them and stuff like that, but I really want like, you know, the audience and the people listening to really understand, you know, who they are as a person. You know? Yeah. So some people don't, you know, you don't ever know what like, uh, a such and such players going through or, you know, or what they had to do to get here. Like, I want to talk about the, you know, the, the struggles that they had to go to get here, the struggles that they're going through here, you know, before maybe they started playing or haven't played yet or still going through it. You know, I just want to talk about those little things that kind of make them them. No, that, so, you know, that's one of the things I want to focus on. That's great. That's, I mean, that's, that's perfect. I think that's what people want to hear. And do, do you as an because I I've covered Iowa State for a really long time, almost twenty years now. But I I've never clearly, if you look at me, I'm not a elite athlete. I never 
been in your but it can I, be deceiving. <laughs> I used to live with football players though when I was in college and I got to see up close and personal like the time commitments the you know all that all that stuff that most fans don't get to see do you, do you ever I think a football player especially because you have helmets on right we yeah. don't get to see your faces as much we don't get to see your reactions as much what what is that like I mean do you do you guys do, do you ever sit around X and be like, man, I wish I like, there's more to me than catching touchdown passes. Like, is that, is that a struggle that college athletes have? You think? Yeah, I definitely do think it's a struggle that uh, a lot of co- college athletes go through. Cause you know, the only time you really see us is on the football field. You know, we're not, you know, we're normally not out and about to where, you know, it's like basketball players or something where you see their face yeah. all the time and stuff like that. You see the expressions, the emotions that they hold while they're playing. It's kind of hard to like see that in football. You can see us, you know, you know, raw rawing it up on the sideline and stuff, but that doesn't really show like, you know, who we really are. And so I do feel like, you know, a lot of players do struggle with the identity of themselves outside of football. And, you know, I just think that's something that has to, you know, come with time. You know, I think you have to try and find stuff that you're interested in outside of football that can link you to something other than just football. So when you are outside of football, what's, what are you doing? What are you, what books are you reading? What video games are you playing? What, what is, what is Xavier Hutchison all about? Yeah. I want to start reading books. Actually. I haven't, (laughs) haven't really gotten into it yet. You know, it's Uh, great. I, I, when I was your age, I didn't read much either. And now I try and read at least a book or two a month. And it it's like, yeah. it's, it's almost like, um, therapy for me. I always heard it's good. It's just, you know, gaining new knowledge and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm always interested in what but, uh, I'd probably say, huh? What, I, what, 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 what's your deal? What's your hobbies outside of all this? You know, honestly, uh, I like to try and call myself, you know, a YouTube, uh, enthusiast. Oh, Okay. I love to watch YouTube. Uh, I watch stuff about, you know, how the brain works. I don't know much about it. Like yet I can't just give out good details on it yet, but I'm trying to learn. But, uh, other than that though, you know, I'm a regular college student. You know, I just play video games. I play 2k. I play call of duty. I play NFL. That's about it. What, um, what was the big reason why you wanted to come back for this Um, COVID year? Yeah. You know, I think, that's a really tough one, honestly, because when you look at it and, you know, of course you never try to listen to the outside noise, but, you know, when you see, you know, a program that's never been, you know, this high before, you know, six, I think we were before the season started. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, you don't really have the season that you really wanted to have. I think it kind of leaves a sour taste in your mouth, honestly. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of my main things is I didn't want to leave here doing worse than what the other people who laid the groundwork for us to become successful here. I didn't want to leave on that note. Like I didn't want to leave with us being seven and six because I knew we were better than a seven and six team. So, you know, my main goal is to come here and kind of do what, you know, the Kane Wongus, the Jaquan Bailey's, mm. the Dylan Saners, what they did for us, what they did for this program. I kind of want to do the same for, you know, this program. I, I want to try to leave on a high note so that the next group of guys can say, you know what, we can do it here. You know what, let's top them now. And then all of a sudden it becomes, you know, just a building block. So you, I know you've been a leader on the team for a while, but it, has it been enhanced this spring 
because like I, I tell this story sometimes, but you, to, so you can get to know me a little bit more and what I do. I do the um, preseason magazines yes, right? sir. and last year when I, when I had to put the depth chart together, so they make me turn in a depth chart in like April for the upcoming fall. And it, it was so easy. Like I did it in two minutes. It was like, Oh, well, you know, cause I knew all the players. Yeah. I've never had a bigger challenge in that task than I did this year. Like, okay, well, who, who's this guy? Like what? Right. Yeah. Has your role changed this year? Yeah. I, I mean, I think, you know, I think every single year your role changes. Um, I don't mean to go way back, but you look at it. My first year here during COVID, I was just a guy just trying to, you know, make play so that, you know, the teammates and the coaches could trust me. And then the second year, you know, I became a little bit more of a, a you know, a role example. I had a, I had a, my actions had a match. So, you know, I wasn't necessarily, you know, speaking to the team. I was just leading by actions, like how I played or how I did certain things. And this year, you know, I had to take a huge step. You know, I have to speak more. Mm. And, uh, you know, that, that, that always gets you out of your comfortability. Yeah. Because when you speak into, you know, players that you like, you know, you bond with, you love, you know, you don't ever want to get on them too much to where you feel like, you know, it damages the friendship. But at the same time, I feel like this year, you know, the people understand where everyone's coming from. You know, it's not criticism to get on you. It's criticism for you to get better. And I think, you know, when you, when you have that type of level of, you know, knowledge and understanding, I think, you know, it builds a great thing. And, you know, I, I feel like we're building a great thing here, you know, through the spring and, you know, hopefully through the summer and then into, into the season. No, that's, that's great. Do you, um, do you like the mentorship aspect? You seem like a guy who, would like to go and grab the freshman and maybe take him out for lunch or something like that. That's, that's the type of guy you come across to me because that's really important. I know. Yeah. Um, I do like the mentor. I used to not like it to be honest with you. Grow into it. Yeah. Cause I wasn't very comfortable, you know, myself, honestly, I wasn't comfortable with me being a leader yet. And now that, you know, it's kind of not really forced upon me, but I have to, it's a little bit different now, you know, I'm with the Greg Gaines, you know, when we're in the locker room, I'm with all the freshmen, you know, do they make you feel old? It does. It does. (laughs) What makes me feel old is when they say, yeah, man, I was born in 2024. (laughs) I'm like, Oh my goodness. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, y'all are young, man. I'm, I'm starting to become old head in here now. God talking to you makes me feel old. I did a deal with Hunter the other day. And like, I was like, God, like something he said about, he didn't know, he didn't know some like musician or something like that. And I'm like, Oh my, my word. What's it like with him? Cause you've had Brock the whole time. Right. And Brock was kind of this, like the staple in the program. And now, now he's gone. But I, I actually think X and you, you tell me if I'm wrong here, I'm a very amateur football mind, but I think with Hunter's arm, I feel like the offense will go downfield a little bit more. I think it could be a big numbers year for you just based on the style of quarterback. And that's not a shot at Brock or anything. It just, it yeah. seems to me like stretching the field with Hunter's arm and, and you on the outside seems like it could be really special. Yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, I think anybody who's ever watched Hunter's film, you know, the one thing that you notice off the bat is how you can put the put the ball down the field. Like, and that's something that you kind of need as a quarterback, you know, to be able to, you know, do those things, those certain things a little bit. And, uh, <clears throat> I'm excited with Hunter, man. You know, it's, it's a new guy. He's eager, you know, he's eager to want to make plays. He's eager to, you know, just show what he can do. And I think, you know, with that, you know, comes, you know, 
pitfalls and stuff like that. You know, there's things that he's going to have to, you know, go through. Um, but, you know, hopefully with me and with the receiver group that, you know, we kind of all brought back, you know, hopefully, you know, I've told the receiver room, you know, we're going to have to make more plays this year than we ever did before. So, you know, the whole, you know, getting three catches, uh, you know, it's going to have to change. Like we're going to have to make the, the downfield catches, the catches that no one expects us to make. We're going to have to make those and we're going to have to make them consistently. So I think it's going to be fun, man. I'm excited. Um, I'm not trying to say too much because, you know, oh, I know. The season hasn't came upon us yet, but uh, I it, will say that, you know, I think the offense will look a lot different. It's got a different feel, though, because, well, one with Brock and Brock, every quarterback has strengths and weaknesses. Brock had those tight ends, and I know that the tight end room that Coach Mouse told me that he's really excited about those guys, but you don't have – you're not returning, like, hundreds of catches and touchdowns from these veterans, right? Like, that yeah. that's a good challenge, I would think, for the wide receivers. It is. It's a great challenge. And, uh, you know, I think with the tight ends leaving, you know, Charlie and Chase and even going way back to Dylan, they all left something, you know, with us. They kind of left their like work ethic and how they became so good. You know, how Charlie became so good, how Chase became so good. And I think, you know, I've seen the younger guys, even the, you know, the veterans like me, you know, we we've, we've picked up that pace now, you know, we're catching jugs, you know, every other day, you know, everyone's trying to get it in. And I feel like, you know, you just keep building on those small things. They eventually turn into big things. Do you, um, well, do you have any, um, I, I guess, I don't know how to ask this, but like the world is really weird and with the name image and likeness thing right now. I mean, what yeah. we're doing here is very pure. Like it, this is how it was supposed to be. Like you're yeah. hosting your podcast. We're paying you for that, for your product. It's gotten really crazy out there. How much do the guys talk about that? Cause I'm assuming X, if you would have been like, put yourself out on the market, you probably could have gone somewhere. Right. Like how, yeah. how much are players like is, is there's a lot of hysteria, I guess, amongst mm-hmm. fans and media and stuff. How much is that getting into the locker room at all? Um, you know, I think it's not, it's not never going to get into the locker room. You know, everyone's going to have an opinion on something, but um, you know, I think, I think everyone kind of understands, you know, I mean, it's crazy. You know, you, you look out and it's, you know, uh, the Texas running backs getting a Lamborghini deal. I'm sorry. I can't offer you a Lamborghini. I, if I, I would never, (laughs) if I had a Ferrari for you, X, you'd be my guy. I would just give it to you. That's okay. I don't want one, but like, you know, it's, it's like, it's honestly, it's great to see for him. First of all, you know, just to kind of get that. But at the same time, you know, I just don't want the, the thing I fear is, I don't want people to think that this is like the end of the journey because you know, when you're getting that load of like that type of money, it's taking away from something, you know, like joy. Cause now you think, you know, you're just a byproduct of the game kind of. And, I know, understand. Yeah. I always felt like, you know, the end mission and not really the end mission, but really the end of, you know, you playing almost football for, you know, love and joy until it becomes a job always was, you know, the NFL, you know, I feel like now, you know, people are really making like business decisions for themselves, which I respect, you know, you always have to have the best interest for yourself, but, you know, to see seven figures getting thrown at a 21, 20 year old, 22 year old, uh, it's insane to me. It's it's honestly insane. Well, and I'm glad you brought that up too. Cause I mean, you're a, obviously a really bright guy and 
the one thing, again, I'm I'm all for it, and I was fired up last year when the Supreme Court made the ruling, and I mean, I was texting with Brock the day after, like, to do a T-shirt for him, and like, yeah. I'm all about this for you guys. You guys deserve it. Um, but the one thing I is there's a lot of guys like you where the, the scholarship still means something too, you know? And I, there's a lot, I, I used to do the X, I used to do women's basketball play by play. And like, I'd fly around the country with them and I saw how much like studying they do. Like, Hey, we land in Morgantown, West Virginia, and they've got a, they got to go to class basically. Right. To, yeah. And like, that's the one thing, like, I just, I'm all about the guys. I'm glad he got the Lamborghini. That's freaking awesome. Like, but the um, the other stuff too, like a guy like talking to you, like I mean, getting the education and stuff still means something to to most of you guys, right? Like, because yeah. I think like I think that the we only talk about we being the jack jack wagons like me in the media. <laughs> you talk about like the one percent, the guy who got the Lamborghini. Yeah, but to like ninety percent of you student athletes like the the education and stuff still is a really big deal right i mean that's that's kind of how i feel yeah no you're totally right the education is important to me you know uh i play the game because i love it you know i don't play the game because i need something off of it you know i I know when you love the game the game will eventually love you back so you know that's always been my motto and i think once again that was a still for my parents a long time ago you know they instilled in me you know getting an education first playing the sport that you love second and then whatever comes, you know, after that, so on and so forth is on your own. Well, I need you to make me a promise on the record here that, uh, when, when you get to the NFL, uh, you don't forget who gave you your first podcast break <laughs> and you can, uh, still come back and do some podcasts for us. I promise you, I will. I promise you, I will. I know. You don't even have to worry about All that. Right. <laughs> so what are you, uh, give it real quick before we wrap things up, X, who, who are you looking forward to interviewing here in the next couple of months? You got anybody you got locked in? Like what? Give us a little bit of yeah. a sneak peek of the X pod. Yeah, I got so many people, honestly. Uh, you know, I think you, you got to look forward to, you know, Anthony Johnson. Oh, he's got a great story. Like I can't, and I hope, you know, people can see his real personality because it's so, it's so bold. And I don't think people understand that about him. Like his story would never match up with who he is as a person because you look at him. He's, he's just amazing. Honestly. Yeah. And that's kudos to him. Um, I think, you know, you got to look forward to, uh, you know, a lot of people haven't heard from Will McDonald. You know, he's not really, he's kept to himself. He's kept to himself a lot. Yeah. So hopefully I can bring it out of him. Hey, everybody should go buy his t-shirt too. We've got a Will yeah, McDonald. As well, yeah. We're supporting him as well. Yeah, yep. go buy his t-shirt. Go man. buy his t-shirt, psychoandfanaticshop.com. Yep. Go support Will McDonald. Um, I think another person who will be interesting is Daniel Jackson. Okay. Uh, you talk about a guy who's been through a lot of things just being here, kind of, you know, yeah. injury, Absolutely. stuff like that. And, you know, how he's had a battle through that, you know, hopefully that can, you know, give inspiration to someone who's, you know, going through the same thing almost. So One guy I want to hear from a little request here from, I think Jalen Knoll seems like he's a very opinionated young man. Oh, he is. <laughs> Watching he is. him on Twitter and stuff. He's always got he an is. opinion. I feel like he, he I kind of want to hear from that guy. Yeah, he is. He is. He's a funny <laughs> dude though. 
But yeah, I'm a definitely he's definitely gonna be on here too. Uh I mean everybody I feel like everybody on the list I feel like has something valuable to bring to the you know to the podcast and to the fans to let them know how they are. So you know I'm really eager and excited about every single one of them because I think they're all different in certain ways. And no I think doubt. that'll be you know, I think it'll create a great flow, hopefully. And, uh, you know, it'll bring some uh, excitement and, you know, people will really understand them though. That's yeah. No, that's, that's what this is all about. We don't need to, I don't need to hear you guys breaking down X's and O's. I want to get to know you a little bit more and, and all sure, that stuff. Sure. Um, last thing for me, did you enjoy watch, did you watch much of the draft? Uh, that had to be cool seeing your teammates I did, get called I did like watch that. The draft. I did. It was, it was amazing, man. You know, and you know, it, it hits, you know, I'll, I'll say this, I'll say this. I've never really watched the draft before until I really knew, you know, people in the draft. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to see, you know, to see Brees, to see Charlie, to see any, um, to see one of my Juco friends get drafted, Danny Gray, um, you know, to see, you know, Brock, to see uh, even, you know, the people who didn't get drafted, but got invited, you know, that's amazing to see because I've been with them sweating, you know, hurting, crying, whatever they were going through. Like we've all been there together. So, you know, it, it feels really nice for them to be rewarded. And, you know, I hopefully, you know, the one thing I hope that just doesn't happen is that, you know, they let off the gas that this is just, you know, the only start yeah. of the new beginning for them. And uh, I hope they, you know, as their name until, you know, the NFL forever. You think well, Brees, as, long as, they, as long as they play? You think Brees will be have a little extra gear after sliding to the second round like that? I, I, I hope I, so. I thought that he. It felt like I, all week leading up, I thought he would go in the second, and then I started hearing a lot on Thursday, and I was like, he's getting in the first round. Like I, I really thought so, and it sounded like the Jets wanted to trade up to get him, and then they they didn't have to, but like. I don't know. Like that seems like a guy to me where maybe that's even a best case scenario for him for motivation standpoint. Yeah. I think it's just, you know, with a guy like that, just add a little fuel Mm -hmm. to his fire. And I think you'll start to see amazing things. So, but I'm not worried, you know, everything happens for a reason. Kind of like you said, I think that's motivation added to it. Um, You know, I, I think Brees is always just going to be Brees though, man. I don't think anything's going to change about Uh. this. You're right. That's honestly probably one of the best players I've ever seen with my own two eyes. He's a freak, dude. Yeah. He's, he's a one percenter for real. He's a one percenter. <laughs> Who's your fa- do you have a favorite NFL team? Oh, come on. I'm a Jacksonville Jaguars fan. <laughs> what? Hey. How'd hey, you become wait, wait, a Jacksonville actually, Jaguars fan? I want to say one thing. I want to say one thing. Andrew Mevis is gonna win oh, the starting kicker position for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He can get you tickets. This will be great. I, I hope so. How did you become a so. Jacksonville Jaguars fan? Of all teams. I'm from Jacksonville. Oh, I didn't even think. Oh, you know what? I didn't even think about that. Okay. Yeah. Duh. That's stupid. <laughs> I thought of you as, I was, I was putting you in Oklahoma because of all that. But like, yeah that, yeah, that absolutely makes sense. Okay. No, yeah, you're good. You're good. Yeah. I'm a Jacksonville Jaguars fan. Man, man you've had a, so I'm a Vikings fan and we've both had painful existence. Yeah. As far as our NFL teams go. Well, we're going to turn it around, though. That's the difference. I well, you, you got like you got young players. I mean, you got Trevor Lawrence. You got yeah. I feel Travis like, did. but you had that disaster last year. That was a painful one, though, to watch everything go down last year. That's that's brutal. But yeah, hopefully, y'all got it turned around. Yeah, I think uh, Doug Peterson will kind of make it up for us. Hopefully, that that's funny because that's who I was wanting the Vikings to get as their head coach. I think he's I think he's really sharp, but. 
All right. Uh, maybe we'll hear some Jacksonville Jaguar talk here on the the. Oh, we Xbox. will. Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. How do you Trust put up me. with um, all those Browns fans in the office? Skip. Skip's my guy, but he's nauseating with the Browns. I can't even handle it. Like I, I used to talk to him about the Browns all the time, and now I'm just done. Like I, it's. I don't even. I don't even bring up the Browns in conversation. Whenever I'm talking to whoever from Ohio, I do not bring it up. At well, all. the problem is when they lose, like it's a big deal. Like it, it'll like yeah. ruin his oh, mood. Yeah, no. for they're a upset. Couple. They're upset for that little Monday. <laughs> that Monday when we get back here, they're a little upset. They won't say it, but they're a little upset. All right. Well, cheers to the Jaguars turning things around, man. We're looking forward to it, man. This has been great. Um, Really, I I love I love the concept here. I think it's going to be really fun and you're the perfect guy to lead it. So thanks for your time. Thank you. you. And we look forward to more X pods coming up. All right, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Most definitely. And I appreciate it. All right. There you have it. The intro to the X pod. We're going to try and record a fresh one on Monday before X goes away for a little uh, post-graduation. Not graduation for him, but you know what I mean. Post-school year break. If we don't, it'll be uh, mid-May, and this thing's going to get rolling. Thanks to Xavier Hutchinson for doing this. Thanks to the Iowa Event Center for sponsoring it. And thank you all for listening. Please rate, subscribe, and review. If you love what we're doing here at Cyclone Fanatic, if you don't love it, then please don't rate, subscribe, and review. Have a great weekend.